It's the Brew Ha Ha Podcast with Steve Jackson and Mark Carpenter. Time for the drive Brew Ha Ha with Herlinda. Hello. And our guests are going to be Eric, and uh, you're going to have to help me with the pronunciation. <laughs> Demeray. Demeray, uh, owner of CLS Farms in Yakima, Washington, to discuss hops. And then we'll have some folks on to talk about the Downtown Showdown Bartenders Competition um, on Thursday, July 29th. So we've got Mark Legree and uh, Deanna DeLeon. Uh, in the studio right now. Excellent. The Drive Brouhaha is, of course, brought to you by the Beverage People slash Fermentation Warehouse and the fine folks at the Russian River Brewing Company. Let's get a quick vaccine update. We've got a, uh, update. We've got a clinic going on right now, don't we, Herlinda? Right now at the Exchange Bank on the corner of Sebastopol Road and Dutton Avenue in Santa Rosa, right across from Lola's Market in Roseland, uh, uh, Sonoma County Medical Association in partnership with um, Exchange Bank and also Amateur Sonoma Media Group is doing an awesome clinic right now. 3 to 6.30. Uh, it's free. No insurance needed. No proof of residency is needed. We've got all three vaccines, age, ages 12 and up for the Pfizer, one and done Johnson Johnson, of course, the Moderna as well, messenger RNA vaccine, and uh, the Johnson Johnson adenovirus vaccine. We were just talking about that a minute ago. But that Delta variant's going a little crazy right now. So before the fair and fun and school starts, go get your shots. Get your shots, folks, again. And then, and then tomorrow, there is one in Petaluma, the Exchange Bank in the Golden Eagle Shopping Center by the grocery outlet and taps, um, you know, the little tap, beer tap room yeah. right in the river. Um, and Exchange Bank is hosting um, SCMA 3 to 6.30 Petaluma right on Washington Boulevard. You can't miss it. Right. Um, and all the same vaccines as well. And once again, free. And Sonoma County themselves is actually giving away bags, um, good, you know, those goodie bags that have masks and wipes and things like that, which are, you know, great for travel. And then Exchange Bank has some goodies for people as well. And in Petaluma, we're giving away uh, Wicked Slush certificates. Thank you, um, Juliet and Dave Bacorny, for those to those who get vaccinated. Nice. So again, right now until 6.30 p.m., the corner of Dutton and Sebastopol Road at the Exchange <coughs> Bank, uh, all three vaccines available. And tomorrow, 3 to 6.30 p.m. at the Golden Eagle Shopping Center at the Exchange Bank branch there, uh, right off of Washington. In Petaluma. In Petaluma. All right, let's talk hops. Yes. So i got Eric uh, Demeray on the phone. Hi, Eric. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing? And Eric is up in Washington, um, in Yakima, Washington, which I believe is the largest hop-growing region in the world. Am I correct there? It is. Yes. It is. Yep. There's, it def- most definitely is. And they got hit by some, the word of the year, unprecedented heat. It got a little toasty up there yeah. earlier uh, <laughs> this summer, didn't it? And I started questioning and wondering, uh, My friend, our friend Taryn Erin from Forbes has done a lot of work yep. with hops um, with Eric. And so she connected me because I am concerned what's going to happen to the hops now uh, with this 113 degree temperatures. Yeah, we had we definitely had um, had an event, you know, You're that was. <laughs> no, no, sit down, sit down, sit down. Go ahead, Eric. Go on. Oh, that's okay. Well, we definitely had an event that was was very uh, that I have not seen in my thirty years of farming hops for sure. And statistically, it kind of ranked as like a thousand year type of event, uh, heat wise. And uh, and this is a very unique time of the year to get that heat event. We're, we're no strangers in Yakima to 100-degree days, but those are usually mid-July to August. We are, we are strangers to 115 degrees in the third week of June, for sure. And 
uh, very abnormal. Um, Does it ever hit 113 degrees in Yakima, Washington? No, we set we set a few records for we set it we we I think the previous was like 111 somewhere in there. So we were a couple degrees hotter, but those were always one day events in the past. I mean, we had three or four days kind of in that 111, 113, 114 degree range, which you know three or four days of it is a whole different creature than one day of it. You know, for agricultural products, so. Now, you are a fourth-generation hop farmer up there in Washington, which is pretty amazing. You yourself have been doing this for, what, 30 years? Yeah, yeah. I went to Washington State University, got a degree in agricultural economics. Um, The hop industry was not as sexy then (laughs) as it is now. (laughs) So my parents did everything in their power to try try and keep me from coming back to the farm, but I, I pretty much weaseled my way back, way back on the farm and, and so glad I did. You know, it was definitely a different hot market back then. With it was more macro based, obviously. And you know, thank God, craft brewers showed up around. You know, in, in mass in in around 2011-12, and it's really changed the dynamic of what we're doing up here and and the market and some of the some of the things we're doing. And so our farms our farms are are much different than they were even ten years ago up here. Well, and you told me something on the phone earlier that I did not realize, that actually Yakima is technically in a desert? It is, yeah. That's, we we have, so a lot of people think about Washington State and they think about Seattle and all the, um, and the rain and that, and, and those kind of events. But we have the, you know, we have the uh, Cascade Mountain Range that separates eastern Washington from western Washington. In eastern Washington, Yakima, where we're at, we are on par with Las Vegas as far as amount of rainfall uh, per year. And so we are, we are. There are a couple things that make Yakima a unique place to grow hops. Is is one um, is that it is a desert, and and it's very hot and very dry here. Um, and then also, it's it's very far north. You usually don't find these kind of uh, climactic conditions this far north. And so we're a very far north, uh, dry, warm, uh, uh, desert climate. And then the third thing that's really, that's really somewhat amazing is that we have this wonderful Cascade mountain range that collects all of that rain and snow that comes through. It blocks it all from basically getting into Eastern, into Eastern, into Eastern, uh, uh, Washington state. And, but it, it also collects all of that rain and snow up there and, and stores it for us in reservoirs that allow us allow us to use it as irrigation throughout the growing season so it's pretty pretty special collection of events up here um that uh that allow us to to really produce hops at the highest so you know how, scale and quality so, so how are the hops doing how did how did they get affected from this i know you have various varietals older ones newer yep. ones how yeah. did they do so yeah so you know i mean hops are probably oh 25, 30 commercially grown varieties up here, and and just as with any any living thing, any agricultural product, each each variety has its, its some withstood the heat better than others, and and uh, and some were much more affected by it. And so, two of the largest two of the largest uh, 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 varieties that got affected, uh, Citra, which is the number one variety, it. It definitely, it definitely took a hit, and then uh, newer Most popular uh, variety. variety. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very popular, and so another 
another public variety named cashmere, which is kind of an up-and-comer. It, it got hit pretty hard as well. Um, hops do have a an ability to recover for sure. Um, uh, that is... That is, that is, they're very unique, fast-growing plants, and so there has been some recovery, but um, there was a, quite a bit of impact on what we call first-year plantings or baby hop plantings. Those are much more sensitive to heat and to climatic conditions, and those, those, most all of the baby crop or first-year crop uh, took 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 some damage as well. So, very unprecedented. unprecedented we can see, Dan, you know, in the past we've definitely seen damage from heat when it goes from the flower stage to the cone stage, but we're not in the flower stage right now. Uh, we were, in, and so what we saw with this, with this heat uh, damage was a very, we actually saw desiccation of the vines from the top down about three feet. Never have seen that before. It, it burned. Never. It almost burned it, then. Yeah. It burned them. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. The plant just the plant was kind of going into self preservation mode in some areas and just and just gave up itself on the top three feet just so it could keep itself going down lower. So, so what are your how are your yields affected then this year? What's a normal yield and what do you think the yield is going to be like this yeah, year? Yeah, I think I think in the um, I think it's I think it's safe to say industry wide. Well, one thing you have to remember, listeners will have to remember, is hops are just a really stable crop. We, we see very little variances from year to year. And, and so 2 to 5% might be natural-type natural, natural type variation. And, you know, I think, I think it's pretty safe. You know, a lot of, this, a lot of growers are a little hesitant right now, or hop dealers are a little, pre- little hesitant to go out on a limb and, and say exactly what the damage is. But I think... I think people are thinking anywhere from five to fifteen percent. Holy moly! Um, you know, which 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 is significant in the hop industry because, like I said, we're usually very stable. We don't see large, necessarily large swings in in yields from year to year. So, Eric, who are the who are the names that we would recognize as far as the folks that you're providing hops for? What are the craft brewers out there who would look to you for their hops? Yeah, we we sell uh, a fair. A fair portion of our farm, uh, we sell directly to craft brewers. We sell we sell a lot, a, a lot of, and particularly the California brewers are 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 important to us. We sell a lot of hops uh, directly to Sierra Nevada, and that's been a wonderful relationship. We sell a lot of hops directly to Stone Brewing. Um, we sell a lot of hops directly to Ballast. Uh, those would be three good ones. We sell a lot of hops to Deschutes up in Oregon as well, and so. Um, those are some of the some of the names that uh, that uh, we would recognize. Uh, I think uh, a new a new kind of a newer craft brewer in your area. I think it's Urban Roots. We sell some hops to oh, them. Oh, and Sacramento, fantastic! Yeah, yeah, Peter Bowie. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yep. I'm Peter. We knew Peter back. He used to work for BSG, which is a, a hop supplier. We knew Peter really, really well, and wished him well on his new endeavor. And it sounds like their brewery's doing well. And, so yeah, we have a we have a lot of experience with the California craft brewers. They've done they've been really good supporters of ours. So, what do you think the game plan is going to be? Like, I know you've got a couple of weeks more where you can see how things might be. What do you? Mm-hmm. What's mm-hmm. your kind of opinion? Being uh, you actually even have a fifth generation um, hop farmer, your daughter who's getting her MBA mm-hmm. in ag right now. Um, 
this, you're no stranger to this. What do, what are you thinking? Yeah, so you know, there's hops kind of go through this growth cycle where they they vegetate and they grow vertical and they build their structure, and then they go into their reproductive phase. And when they go into their reproductive phase, they they don't they they stop growing vertically. So we have about a from when the heat hit, we we have about another week or ten days, two weeks until until the heat until they go into their reproductive phase, and so that's when we can exact change. And so what happens? They in some of the more affected fields, they just stopped growing vertically, and they went from growing uh, some varieties in some fields. Hops will grow five to six inches a day wow. uh, vertically, and they went and in you know we heard of a few different situations where they went from growing five inches a day to growing five inches in 14 days. And and so that's how much the heat slowed them down. So some tricks that we can do to try and get them restarted is is, is we can do some things. We're all drip irrigated, so uh, we, can, we can dial in certain fertility programs right on real time to them. And, and we all took, most all growers took some real aggressive steps to up their fertility, to help them grow through it. Um, so those were steps were taken. In some cases, um, in some cases, we actually physically went back out into the field with ladders and to, to retrain them because they kind of they kind of got themselves so messed up from the heat they actually came off the string that they grow up. And so, you know, there's not a lot we can do, but 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 there's stuff that we can try. And so we have about two weeks left until they're completely done and will go into their full reproductive mode where they actually flower and turn into cones. So the, the clock is ticking and um, some yards we can see change in and, and some normalization and other yards it's going to be just really, really difficult. All right, Eric, our clock is ticking too. So we want to say mm-hmm. thank you for the hop report. I think that's the inaugural hop report yeah. here. Eric Desmarais, owner CLS Farms in the Yakima Valley in Washington. Thanks for joining us here on The Drive. Let's talk All in right. a couple of weeks then. Thank you guys then. so much. Yeah, let's talk in a couple of weeks and see how things are going.